You're listening to episode 27 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome, and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. guys, just a little disclaimer before we go into the podcast episode today. I just want to make a quick little correction. On April the 14th, I interviewed Britt Grandy and we spoke exclusively about BioCell, which is a human, equine, and pet supplement. And Britt made the claim during this episode that BioCell rebuilds cartilage. However, it was brought to my attention that that is not the case. And I did speak with a vet who spoke about the value of this product and said it does not rebuild cartilage. However, it still does significantly help the health of our own joints, our horse's joints, and our pet's joints as well. So I wanted to just clear that up for you and make sure that I'm offering you the most accurate information possible. I want to thank the individual who brought it to my attention, and I hope you enjoy episode 27 of the Take the Reins podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Take the Reins podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Porter. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. And I have a little bit of news today as well as a topic that I think is going to serve you really well. So I'll start with my news and then I will continue on to the topic. And as always, I encourage you to reach out to me if this episode speaks to you at all. I encourage you to share it with someone who you think could use the message as well and touch base with me on social media. I absolutely love hearing from you and hearing what you think of the show and definitely send out some suggestions. I've had some great suggestions lately about people who you I, you would love to hear me interview and uh, that kind of leads me into the news that I'm looking to share with you. So this will be the last individual episode that you're going to hear from me until the very beginning of September because I will be doing uh, seasons for the podcast. And so the end of May marks the end of season one of the Take the Reins podcast. And I wanted to be able to 
make sure that the podcast is staying fresh. Make sure that the material is staying relevant. And also make sure that I'm allowing myself the time and space that I need to be able to concentrate on all of my, you know, business and my family and myself. So this is a great way to do so. So to explain the season to you just a little bit, the season is going to, or the seasons for the podcast are going to follow the same year as typically our school years run. So the beginning of the season will start in September and the end of the season will be the end of May. So it's just a month shy of our Canadian school system. And so to finish off this season, my first season, which I am so thrilled with, and I can't thank you enough, it would not be as successful as it has been without you. To finish off this season, I'm going to end May with three consecutive interviews with three awesome people that I know that you're going to love, and I can't wait to pick back up in September but I don't want you to feel like you can't reach out to me between now and then. So this summer, if you think of a topic that you would love for me to touch on or a person you would love for me to interview, make sure you let me know. So go to social media, go and send me a message, send me an email. Nikki at NikkiPorter.ca is the best email to reach me. And yeah, touch base with me. Let me know what you think and what you want to hear about in the upcoming season. Season two is going to be amazing. I already have fantastic things planned for it. So that's my news for the podcast. Now, the episode today really is me taking an opportunity to speak to you about the opportunities that we have been given by having this shutdown forced upon us. So it's really uh, an opportunity for me to speak to you about mindset and making sure that we are aware of our mindset and to make sure that our mindset is something that's going to be driving us forward, not holding us in place in this stuck uh, negative energy that is going to stop us from being propelled into a positive future and really hold us in those negative feelings. So I encourage you to assess how you're feeling right now, how you're feeling about 2020. So I remember the energy around the shift into the year 2020 and people just feeling like it was going to be their year. It was going to be the year that they were going to kickstart into being the best version of themselves, into new business endeavors, ending relationships or thinking that weren't serving them, whatever it might be, it felt like 2020 just brought with it a lot of potential. And then recently, what I've noticed online is a change in perspective around the year 2020 and a change of attitude around what the potential 2020 has to bring to us. And I feel like some of us are going to allow what has taken place at the beginning of 2020 to justify us being stuck to justify us holding on to hurt and resentment and other negative emotions that really keep us feeling uh, low and in a place where taking action is very difficult. So 
I, I encourage you not to let the beginning of 2020, those first few months, to convince you that you have to sit idle and let the rest of 2020 just take care of itself and just fly by and you'll be ready for a new year come 2021 and 2020 will be what it is and it's just you know it's just one of those years that you say well you know I just had to give up and and just wait it out so I encourage you if you're starting to feel discouraged by what has taken place so far this year Take some time to really process what's gone on, why you're feeling what you're feeling, and then do some work to shift your mindset so that you're propelling yourself into the remainder of 2020 because there's still lots of this year left. And just because we started out on a little bit of a rough patch, and by a little, I mean a whole lot, it also still has a lot of potential. And it makes me think about this video that's been shared. It was shared a number of times in my PMs directly to me. And then I've also seen it being shared on Facebook as well, on people's pages. And I believe it's called Hindsight is 2020. And it's about, uh, this video is this young man who's reading a story to an even younger young man. And it's reflecting back on the time that we're currently in and the shifts and the opportunities that this pandemic has brought to us. And I know there has been a ton of hurt and struggle and pain that has come along with this. But if that is where we decide we're going to um, hold ourselves and hold our thoughts and those are the things we're going to replay, then that that is going to to keep control over us. That is going to be the thing that defines our whole self in 2020. It's going to define who you are and what you represent and and what you accomplish. So when I think to this video, it's really interesting because hindsight is 2020. And I had an opportunity personally today to be able to choose what I was going to be picking back up when things become normal again or whatever we perceive as normal. So I'm going to tell you a little story. And those of you who get my emails on my email list, you will recognize this story. And uh, I think that it's important to share with you because my husband and I have had conversations about the busyness that became our lives and the amount that we were away from home and the amount of things that we were taking on and we loved them all but at the same time the amount that we had taken on was creating pressure and was also taking uh, time away from our family. So one thing that we have discussed during this very strange downtime or this forced downtime is the possibility of making shifts in our schedule that allow us to be home more. Not necessarily serve less because we don't want to serve the people that we help any less, but just change the the dynamic so that we're able to serve as well as able to prioritize our family, uh, our family time a little better 
And to be able to really watch our daughter grow because she's six now and it feels like she was just born yesterday. So I can just imagine how fast the next six years are going to go. So I set out after I did my first workshop a couple weeks ago, I set out to set new dates for the upcoming workshops. And I had a conversation with my husband, I think it was just last week, and the topic of Mother's Day came up and I was, my daughter was in the back seat. We were all talking about it and we were talking about the fact that we have not been home for Mother's Day for the last five years. And so that means I spent my first Mother's Day at home with my daughter and then every year since I have been away with my husband. So that is a bonus. We were together Um, But I've been away from my daughter the last five years for Mother's Day. And we were talking about how this was an opportunity for me to be home and to be able to spend Mother's Day with her and spend the whole day. And she was really excited and she was happy. And I do want to say, pardon me, sorry. I do want to say that I don't regret not being home those weekends. I don't look back on that and say I should have or I shouldn't have or beat myself up over the choices that I made because those weekends that we spent away had an impact on other people in totally different ways and I don't regret being away from my daughter because she was in a place that she was very much loved. She felt the love. She was with people that were doing things that she enjoyed. So I really don't carry any regret or any guilt along with me about having not been here. However, now that I'm being given the choice and the chance to be able to make a different choice, now that we've gone through this process, it's allowed me to put things in perspective and and look at my priorities. And it's It's something that I am wanting to make a change in my life or wanting to change in my life. So one other part of that is that when we go away on these weekends, it's amazing the relationships that develop as a result of those weekends away. So I do remember one Mother's Day in particular And it was my second Mother's Day. So it was my first Mother's Day being away from my daughter. And we were actually in Benton, New Brunswick at a family friend's farm. And we were giving a clinic. And I remember the weather was beautiful. My husband and I actually got to go on a trail ride together. And we went up through this field and it was absolutely beautiful. And I remember standing at the top of this field with him. We're both sitting on our horses and looking down and feeling so fortunate and feeling like I was in the right place in that moment. And that particular weekend, we met someone who became family to us. So, you know, this person has now come into our lives. That was five years ago. And she spends her winters with us and she, you know, she's really become a very important person in our family. And had I decided to stay home that weekend, then we would not have met her. We would not have interacted with her in the way that we did. And, 
she wouldn't have been a part of our family the way she is. And she is such a beautiful soul in not only to me and, and not only has she, you know, given me such a, such value in our friendship, but she's been such a great influence in my daughter's life as well. So that's, that's just another reason why I've really, you know, I don't feel guilty about being away. Um, but again, it is a shift that I'm, I'm looking to make. So let's bring this around because it's turning out to be a bit of a long story, but when I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, she mentioned that it was Mother's Day this weekend and I was shocked that I, I didn't even clue in and, you know, I only booked two dates and I just so happened to book a eight hour long online workshop on Mother's Day. And so when I discovered it, you know, I kind of went back to my old ways and thought, oh, well, you know, no big deal. I'll just spend Saturday with her and I'll just go through it and, and we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll just continue to do the workshop because that's what I put out there. And I want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, whatever I say there with my dates that I'm reliable and whatever it is. Right. So I'm trying to make sure that, that, my business is being established from a responsible perspective. And then I was having a hard time with it. So I would lay down at night and the last few nights, it's been the last thing I thought about. And the last few mornings, especially this morning, it was the first thing I thought about. And so this morning, I immediately knew that I had something I needed to do. And that was to send an email out to my email list and to make a post on Facebook and just rearrange the dates. And it was so rewarding. I felt so good after I sent out that message and knowing that I just took the responsibility of pleasing others off of my plate and just prioritized my family for a moment. And the response I got back was beautiful. I received emails back saying, good for you. I hope you have a fantastic a fantastic weekend with your daughter and I look forward to working with you at the next workshop and it felt so nice to be able to know that the people that I'm working with and potentially working with understand the importance of that choice that I made. So when I think about that, I start thinking about our responsibility in what we have on our plates and what we have in our lives that we find overwhelming or that we find we just have too much of, whatever it might be. And I know that my husband and I have these conversations on occasion where we kind of really look at everything that we have going on and we, you know, there's been occasions where we've said, oh my gosh, like there's just so much and how did we get here and you know how is it that we are on the road so much as we have been in the last five years and is it right or is it wrong and I have been known to say to him in the past like whatever is on our plate we have allowed it to be there we have given it permission and nothing gets put on your plate without your permission so you know it might be it might not be that you're saying a direct yes, yes, I want to deal with this or yes, I want to do this, but you're giving it permission but by not saying no. So when I look at our opportunity right now, we were really forced to put things down. We were forced to remove things from our plate because of this pandemic and because of this shutdown. And right now, 
we have the chance to not pick back up the things that we wished we hadn't had on there in the first place. So as we get back into normal, I want you to really assess what you want your normal to look like. What would you ideally like to have your normal daily life to look like for you, for your family, for your friends? And it brings me back every time to responsibility. And that oftentimes it's easy for us to place blame on others and to be able to place blame on situations, um, whether it be our finances or our jobs or our relationships, whatever that might be. And it's easier to dwell on the resentment and the hurt than it is to take action to move forward. And I feel like sometimes with how busy our schedule was, it was easier to be overwhelmed by the busyness of the schedule and just like hustle, 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 get from one thing to the next than it was to take the actual responsibility of saying, no, we're not doing that because we need to prioritize this time or this time of way away. And right now, I feel like this is a chance to be able to do just that without really feeling um, too much guilt because you're not necessarily having to say no. You're just not picking it back up. So I think that for myself, when I reassess, you know, what we were doing on a regular basis and what we really enjoyed about what we were doing and then also what we were sacrificing because with everything you take on, you are sacrificing other things. And, you know, we were, we were sacrificing our family time. Um, but at the same time, it didn't feel like a sacrifice. And right now, I think what's happened with us is that we have spent so much concentrated time in the last few weeks as a family and really watching our daughter grow that now removing that time might feel more like a sacrifice than having to do it without ever having felt that time. I hope that makes sense. So as we move forward, we will make some changes and it doesn't mean that we're not going to be teaching the same amount that we were teaching but we're going to likely be modifying things in the sense that our daughter will now come with us more often and that we will put effort into making sure that when we go on the road that she when she comes with us that you know maybe we bring a friend along for her maybe we bring entertainment along for her and really just shifting our perspective that she can just be as happy coming on the road with us as she was, you know, going off with friend, with uh, family members. So that being said, you know, we also don't have to be on the road every single weekend. And we can start to prioritize where we'd like to go and how long we want to be gone for. And I think that it's just such a fantastic time for us to really assess what we want our days to look like and what we want um, to feel and who we want to spend our time with. And, you know, I think about who exactly it is that we miss the most, 
right now? You know, is it just general? Do you just miss connection with people overall? Or is there someone in particular that you really miss being able to just see? You really miss being able to just hug and and be able to have that physical connection where you can sit down closer than six feet away and be able to talk things out with them. And if that's the case, then this is an awesome time to be able to communicate that with them, let them know how much you miss them, and then when all of this is over, to prioritize time with them. It's so important to make sure that you are using what this world is giving us right now to make positive shifts in the right direction of your life. And then I want to look at um, business, or not necessarily business, but life outside of our home that we have a tendency to complain about, whether that be our jobs or the people that we interact with, um, that we feel like we don't have a choice about interacting with. And I encourage you to really start assessing what it is that you complained about prior to this pandemic. And then now that this pandemic is, you know, it's about six weeks in and we're feeling the pressure of not being on a regular routine and feeling the financial pressures and whatever else it might be. And I want you to assess how you're feeling right now and what is it that you miss about the very thing that you complained about before all this stuff got started. What is it about your daily life right now that you're complaining about? Because a lot of the things that you're having a difficult time with right now may be the very thing you wished for before this pandemic hit. So if that's the case, it's not because you were crazy and you shouldn't have been complaining about something or you were crazy because you shouldn't have been dreaming about something and wishing that you had something else, it really comes down to the fact that you might just be at a time where you're discovering that your happiness has a whole lot more to do with your inner world than it has to do with your outer world and that you might consider taking the opportunity to dive a little deeper into that and see what exactly makes me happy What exactly makes me feel fulfilled? What is it in my life that makes me light up, that makes me look forward to waking up the next day? And it's not a possibility for us to eliminate all of the things that, you know, we want to complain about. And it's not a possibility to eliminate everything that we feel is negative in our life, but Let me tell you, when you get back to real life and you get to go to work every day and make that paycheck, this is an opportunity for us to have a change in perspective. So rather than resenting that job, rather than resenting the boss that you have or complaining about your coworkers, we can go in with a new, clean, clear perspective and appreciation for what those things bring positively into our life rather than just looking at the things it's taking away. So, you know, if it if you didn't love your job and you know you're going back to it, I know I spoke to somebody not that long ago who didn't, you know, the way he felt about his job prior to this situation, he didn't really love it. And then not that long ago, we're sitting down and he says, oh gosh, I can't wait to go back to work. So 
what exactly is it that he's now looking forward to that he was he was dreading before and uh, I think it just gives us this perfect time to be able to look at our lives from a broader perspective and really feel into what we want what we don't want um, and stop chasing the things that we think are going to make us happy and start looking a little deeper inside and start to to realize that you know the things the when you get when you get back to work you know a lot of people right now they might be saying oh if I could just get back to normal if I could just get back to normal if if I could just go and see my friends or if I could just send my kids to school, whatever it might be, if I could just get back to normal, then I'll be happy. But remember that, you know, sometimes you weren't happy in that normal either. And so it's important that we go back and we start to think, okay, what brings me elevated feelings? How do I replicate those elevated feelings? But how do I do that without the things? How do I start to transform my mindset in order to be a little more positive without having to rely on my outer world for reassurance and my outer world for always searching for that next best thing and that that next achievement? Because what happens is we get to that we get the very thing that we were saying we wanted and because we we weren't really invested in it it was kind of like we speak about the things that we wish for and that we want almost like we speak about the things that we don't like um and that we complain about they're just we're just saying them we're not really uh we're not really assessing how we truly and genuinely feel about those and the and assess the value that they bring into our lives so if you can start really looking at those, um, I believe that will help you follow, or I guess it'll help you go into the remainder of 2020 with a perspective knowing that at the end of 2020, when we shift into the year 2021, that, you know, it's not going to be this magic button where, oh, thank God 2020 is over. That year is behind me. I'm going to look into 2021 and make this my best year yet. You still have an opportunity right now to make 2020 your best year yet. And the only thing stopping you from that right now is you. And it really comes down to mindset. And it, I know it feels like there's a lot of barriers in our way. And there's a lot of things that are going to stop us from feeling like we're successful in 2020. But I want to just leave you today with one tidbit. And if you can remember anything else from this conversation, it's this. Is that I want you to set goals. I want you to be really clear about what you want in life based on your values and based on what you think uh, will bring fulfillment to you. I want you to be super clear on them. I want you to be super committed to them, but I want you to be hyper, hyper flexible in the timeline that you set out on to achieve those. So it might, you might feel like you're crawling getting there and you might feel like you are 
you know, it's going to take years for you to get there. But I really feel like 2020 is teaching us to slow down. And if it means that getting there and you're just getting there in a slower way, um, if that means that you still get there, then I think that's a, a huge success. And I think that in the end, this year is going to be transformational for a lot of us. And I hope that it's transformational for the world. It already has been for our planet, for the animals. Um, it's been it's been unreal to watch the changes that you see come up, you know, the articles that you see come up on Facebook and you see the pictures of how the world has changed since we've all slowed down. And I really believe that if somebody was able to take a actual photograph of my world right now, it would look pretty similar. It would look a lot cleaner. It would look like it has a whole lot less <laughs> smog and confusion. Um, and the clarity that comes along with that is unbelievable. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I hope you're well. Again, I hope you're healthy. And I will talk to you again on the Take the Reins podcast. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Mm-hmm.